What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard in business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're a boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Yep, and make decisions together. Yep, we're back from our holiday <laughs> break. Yeah. And we watched what everyone else watched over the holiday break. Ban- Bird Box. No, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. The other, the other one. one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everyone wanted us to review this. Holy shit. Everyone wanted us to review this. Yep. So we're doing it as yeah. impossible as this may be to recap or review I wanted to make a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, and then I watched this and said, fuck no. (laughs) It it would be too hard. I really wanted to make it so that our review branched off in the same ways that this did, so that if you picked this, you could go to this section of the... But then I didn't realize how complicated it was going to get. Yeah, I didn't want to have to walk in uh, to our bedroom at four in the morning and find you making a bunch of these little... Galaga looking symbols everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The glyphs everywhere yeah. for sure. I don't even know where to start with Bandersnatch, man. Yeah. If you don't know what this is, if you were not on the internet at all during <laughs> during the holiday break, it's it's a choose your own adventure episode of Black Mirror, which is a sci-fi I call I feel like it's sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi horror-ish kind of show mm-hmm. that Netflix picked up a season ago. Um, it's it, each episode is like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. It's a fun show. I, I like Black Mirror. And then this one was a special, it's not part of any season. It just is kind of a mid-season release. It feels like a, a, an experiment that they were doing. Definitely. Yeah. In fact, it's it says it's a film, but it doesn't quite feel like a film. It doesn't feel like a movie. And I, that's a whole debate that we'll talk about. I have a lot of thoughts about that mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of how it affects storytelling. And then, what, yeah, when does it stop becoming a film? You know? Yeah. It's very interesting. It is. If, if nothing else, I'm glad that this happened because it's, it's something new. Yeah. 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 And I, I think right away, too, there were a lot of. Uh, hysterics over the idea of oh choose your own adventure it's it's interactive it's gonna people are gonna get bored of traditional films and we're gonna start doing choose and, and like no I don't think that that's <laughs> the case I I think it's fun you know this isn't new this idea of choose your own adventure movies we talked about this in our gimmicks episode think of. Mr. Sardonicus, even though allegedly that was not even a choose your own adventure because one of the endings was probably never filmed (laughs) because they figured everyone would overwhelmingly pick one ending. And then you have the movie Clue, which you could choose your own ending during that movie too. And so we've... we've... Could you choose it or I thought it was a random... Oh, I'm sorry. I think it depended on what theater you went to. But either way, we've tried doing this before. This isn't new... And yeah, Choose Your Own Adventure books have been around forever. Books have been around forever. Uh, the Telltale Games, before that company went under, was yeah. uh, very much like this. And then it's- before, yeah, like the, these kinds of games. I mean, that's I think that's the whole point is yeah. like the type of game, the game Bandersnatch that they're making in the movie Bandersnatch is so much like those older computer games, which I admittedly haven't played a ton of. I yeah. think the closest thing I've played is Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> because that's like you yeah. type in get flowers get remember that time we drowned ourselves in the bathroom in leisure suit larry mm-hmm. yeah filled up we gave ourselves stds on accident too well that's very easy to do it's really easy larry. to do yes <laughs> <laughs> god okay do we i don't i don't know if we can even recap it plot wise we well, the general of- gist of it is that the main character, uh, Stefan, is trying to design a choose-your-own-adventure video game called Bandersnatch yeah. for a company, a video game company. And uh, it's based off a book, Bandersnatch. There's a lot of layers here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of layers. And the, and the author of the book 
went crazy and decapitated his. He girlfriend. chopped his wife's head off. His wife's head off. Yeah. And my favorite is when they're taught. He's like, "Oh, Jerome F. Davies was a genius," and then <laughs> Colin, this other characters, like. Didn't he go crazy and chop his wife's head off? It's like, yeah, yeah, but besides that. Besides that, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. That is the baseline. He has, uh, Colin has a dad. Oh, yeah, his mom died when he was a, Stephen, a kid. Or, I'm sorry, Stefan. Yeah. Uh, Stefan's dad is there, and his mom died when he was a kid. So, mm-hmm. his, his it's just him and his dad. And he has a therapist who he still talks to uh, stemming from his mother's death when right. he was a child. And so, that's, that's about yeah, it as far as the baseline stuff The whole goes. thing is kind of his mental unraveling as he's trying to design this game. He's got a deadline. He's working from home. Yep. Besides that, everything is pretty, um, you can't really, we can't explain this in a linear fashion. I think we should just kind of freeform talk about how we felt about it overall. And then that'll take us down individual paths of the movie, I think. We've played those Telltale games before. Mm-hmm. The Walking or no, we haven't played Walking Dead. We, we did Game of, Thrones Game of Thrones and, and we Wolf did Among Wolf Among Us, Us which is yeah. great. I loved Wolf Among Us. Yeah, they're great stories, but they're awful games to me as someone who who played a lot of video games when I was younger and is now starting to again because there there's not the the choices aren't real. Mm-hmm. You know, you mostly wind up in the same path because we did Wolf Among Us. That was our first experience with it. And we played through and we had a great time. And then we were like, let's go back and do Let's like, go be a dick to yeah, everyone. Yeah, let's just do the most douchey thing we can. And I think like, that's how most people play. Choose your own adventures. You play <laughs> once through and make the choices you would make. And then you go back and are like, let's be fucking assholes to everyone. Yeah. And, you know, 10 decisions in, we're like, we're getting the same shit. It's the same thing. Yeah. So... I think that that makes me a little wary because it's uh, and I mean this gets into it. It's it's impossible. It's the illusion of choice. It's the illusion of choice. They discuss that in this too. And it's impossible to code and write that many really different uh, branching decisions because you know, like it's like butterfly effect. Like one little change, and you could have something entirely different. But you can't. There's just not enough room or space to program or write that many variables. So, uh, especially, and I was, I was made wary of the movie's uh, premise when the first couple of choices are choose a serial and choose a song, and I felt like they didn't matter. And I guess they don't. Like, they don't. They the. Uh... They kind of, like, there's little things where, and this, this is the stuff about it that I found really impressive, actually, is depending on what cereal you choose to eat in the morning, later on, he's watching a, a tape that's been recorded off TV, and the commercial that plays on this tape is the cereal that you picked. Yeah. So that changes, which I just think that little detail is impressive. That's cool. And the, depending on what song you choose on the bus... Um, you your taste in music is different when you're talking to Colin later. He asks what you listen to, mm. and you're kind of you hear yourself off screen. It's like a dub where okay. you're like, "Oh, I listen to your rhythmics." Or yeah, that made it easier. <laughs> so you know that's kind of fun, but yeah, and but then you know there are a bunch of different endings, and it was fun to see how we could get the different ones. Mm-hmm. But it was also sometimes frustrating when it would set you back. Uh, after you would reach one ending and then it would give you the option to start back from a certain point and then you'd have to go through some of the same stuff again. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a mix. It was definitely an experience that I'm glad I did. Um, it doesn't feel like a movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels more like a game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because it, it kind of does feel like a Telltale game, but you just said a few minutes ago that Telltale games, they're terrible game so where do these things (laughs) exist they're in this weird gray area and that frustration of having to do stuff over and over again does feel because i like choose your own adventure books a lot when i was a kid yeah but i would always flip back and forth so many times to check out all my different options and you don't have that option here to like put your thumb in the book for an easy right, reference, you know, you to. have to sit there and watch this shit again. But then I would remember sometimes going down a path in those books and then getting to a shitty end and then realizing I have to go back kind of far to really get somewhere different. So yeah. there's that kind of frustration too. I think that's kind of built into stuff like this, unfortunately. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting. Um 
the act like the acting was all good mm-hmm. and i liked i i didn't expect so spoiler alert i guess we're, oh we're gonna it, ruin this gonna, thing yeah. which don't don't let us ruin it for you go watch yeah it. definitely it's go do fun. it it's 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 worthy uh it, it's a it's a newish thing you i know? think it's a technological achievement yeah if you know anything about filmmaking good god i was getting sweaty watching this just thinking about those poor people in post-production the script supervisor mm-hmm. the um god the the production coordinator yeah. like Fuck me. I would never want to work on anything like this. So big ups to all of those people. Definitely. They don't, I, they're not going to get the credit they deserve. You know, yeah, we the should people know their kept names. track of shit and made it so this was possible. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I do like, and I, I guess I didn't expect this. Maybe if I had thought about this a little bit more, but I like to watch things without thinking too much about them beforehand. I didn't expect us making choices to become a part of the plot and the story. I did not either. Okay, so I think that was very cool, and we sh- we probably should have. It's a Black Mirror. It's a Black episode. Mirror episode. And That's that... exactly how the the type of thing that Black Mirror touches on. According to interviews with Charlie Brooker, who is the creator of Black Mirror, and he wrote this episode. He originally did not want to do Choose Your Own Adventure. He, I was watching an interview with him where he said, "Hell no! It just it sounded gimmicky. They didn't like it." But then, of course, then they reflected on it and are, they thought, well, what could Black Mirror say about Choose Your Own Adventure? So I think... And that's what they landed on, probably? The, yeah. I mean, yeah, because eventually <laughs> the, the character, Stefan, realizes that someone is making choices for him. And that, you know, like I said, I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. That's a very cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it plays into... Uh, it, it's a fun, like, thought experiment for psychoses and... You know, different uh, abnormal psychologies that that have these delusions. Ooh, all I could think during this was this would not be a good program for someone who struggled with that. Yes, this like schizo schizoid personality disorder or schizophrenia stuff like that. Things where people do think that mm-hmm. uh, they don't have control over their own thoughts or actions. This is definitely this is, this is like a Truman Show esque thing. Because mm-hmm. wasn't there after Truman Show people? I think had yeah. the delusions that they were also in that same scenario. My name's Joel Gold. I'm a psychiatrist here in New York City. The Truman Show delusion is something that I observed while working at Bellevue Hospital here in the city over the course of a few years in the 2000s. If your entire life is a television show, then really you're being controlled by, you know, by the directors in the control room. But it, as someone who studied abnormal psychology in college a lot, this is, it's a fascinating, like, take on that kind of thing. Yeah. I just think, sh- yeah, sure, word of warning, this, you know, I felt weird watching it. Yeah. And Especially I, as, uh, some of the endings, like, there's an ending where it's all a film. Yeah. You know, and they're like, cut, and it's like, it's bizarre. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um. Did the presence of different realities because there are a bunch of different realities in this and that's again part of the central premise is that there's more than one universe and more than one reality and lifetime did that take away or add anything for you because for me i felt a little meh about it yeah we talked a bit about this after we watched it yeah and yeah part of the i guess it and it's just the nature of this makes it difficult to talk about the reality I'm throwing up huge air quotes on that of Bandersnatch mm-hmm. um, it is hard to get a hold of because as we discussed, not only are the potential futures that you choose variable, but it turns out that also depending on the routes that you take the backstories also seem to change yeah and that can be very frustrating because like yeah there's an ending where it was all a movie mm-hmm. um there's an ending where he's part of a an experiment he's a subject of an experiment so he's been monitored his whole life and his dad is just the person administering this yeah and in that in that reality his mom wasn't his mom right she didn't die in a crash that was just like a traumatic experience to to trigger whatever in him and study him Mm -hmm. and when you have that reality and then also uh the donnie darko-esque reality where he goes back into his former self oh my gosh that's such a donnie darko there's even a a rabbit rabbit. (laughs) yep (laughs) 
Uh, and he chooses or doesn't choose to go with her on the, the fatal trip. It's... Uh, it takes a little bit away. Same. Right? And, yeah. And and before, like, I'll just say right up top. Yes, we understand that that is the premise of That's this, the that there's yeah. multiple universes and different realities and shit. But that makes it hard for me to feel attached yeah. and to feel like any of the circumstances carry any weight because, I, I don't know, I kind of just want one concrete reality and being able to make decisions in that reality that only affect that reality or that timeline and i think that if that were the case at least if there was a concrete backstory that like the past was fixed i think that it would add more weight to the endings that you get to through various choices because then having a a ground set of facts to reflect on, especially after getting the various endings, uh, makes those endings more tragic or ironic yeah. to look back and be like, oh man, because we now know all this, it, it sucks that he wound up doing this when he could have done this. Whereas with how Bandersnatch ended up, you get to one of these endings and it's like, well, I guess that's the reality of this ending, and it doesn't really matter. If I had gone a different route, it would have changed the entire nature the entire, of everything. The entire universe of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I kind of wish that in every single, we'll say universe, every every um ending basically is part of its own universe. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to explain it that makes the most sense. I kind of wish in every universe of this that his dad was his dad. And so that was like a reality that is a set reality um, that it's everything he's experiencing is real. Maybe when he finds out he is being controlled by someone on Netflix that becomes part of it. Yeah. His there, you know, his story and stuff is all real. His parents are real, but they just happen to exist in this thing. Yeah, and and you could still do the Donnie Darko ending there. Yes, which was my favorite ending. Yeah, because that also featured the creepy fucking image that got me every time when we played it through. Oh yeah. Well, when you played it through with me, because you did you it really on your own. hated this. This kid coming through the mirror is so fucking creepy to me. Just yeah. his face and the effect of him coming out. I saw that image three times, and every time I was like, Ah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. But yeah. It was, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh man, yeah. That the ending uh, where he goes back is by far my favorite. Where he gets on the train with his mom. Yeah, that's the best ending. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I think if this was just a straight up episode, that would have been the ending of the episode. You know, that seems like the most Black Mirror esque way to uh go about this because others yeah he like hacks up his dad okay i liked that too (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because i when i was playing through it i was worried because i knew i wanted to review it for this but i i kept thinking this is not horror enough (laughs) then we got to that and we're chopping up dad and and you know burying him in the backyard and shit i'm like okay let's we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're in a good area that I'm personally comfortable with. We can do this. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think, yeah, I think we feel the same way about just having a, a baseline set of facts. Yeah, what? and it's, you know, I might not even be explaining it as well as I could, but I think a lot of people felt a sort of frustration with this, mm-hmm. and hopefully what we said maybe gave some shape to kind of a nebulous disappointment that they may have felt. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're like, something was off about it, but I don't know what, hopefully we helped someone yeah, understand. Yeah, like, I think maybe the, the way that that affected me the most is, so, like I said, my favorite ending is the one where he goes back and gets on the train with his mom, but having seen that ending after I just watched an ending where his mom's not his mom at all and is an actress, it's like, well, is she his mom in this one? You know, which yeah. I think she's supposed to be I think so. in that one. But that just makes me feel like it doesn't matter then. Exactly. I want him to, I want the parents to be his parents in every single timeline. You can still do stuff where it gets meta, but I just want like a concrete set of things that are the same in each one to make me really feel when I make these choices, you know? And 
when it did get meta and it was like, I'm controlling you through Netflix. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Interestingly, this reminded me so much of a series I just played through called Danganronpa, <laughs> which is a, it's a murder. Dude, you gave your life to that series. I did. Like I couldn't stop playing it. It's like, it's like a murder mystery series. Uh, God, how to describe it. It's, and you don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess fast forward a minute if you don't want Danganronpa spoilers. <laughs> all five of you. <laughs> so in the third game, you it, it gets super meta and the characters in the game realize they're characters in this thing. And so you then feel guilty for playing it. Trapped in a fictional Danganronpa inspired world and forced to play the killing game. That is what the world desired from you. So yes, I'm the mastermind. But the real mastermind forcing you to do this is... The people of the outside world! And for murdering them all for your entertainment pretty much <laughs> and that's what it reminded me so much of it's yeah because so we've talked to people who have watched who watched this and said they felt really guilty guilty and just like down about this mm-hmm. and i was like yeah it's because you're the one doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's what that third game gets a lot into Can is we- even though you know these are fictional characters. They still they have feelings. They we've written them with feelings and oh, families into and Westworld territory. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Colin? Who yes. Was the fucking best. We fucking love Colin Rittman. Yes, Colin uh, Riffraff. Oh my god, I love his voice. We uh, Will Poulter, who he was going to be Pennywise until uh, directors change, stuff happens, life happens. Yeah, he's great. Um, my favorite part for sure oh i mean right off the, as soon as he's introduced i'm like that guy that's the fun character to play like um the main character is fion uh fion i'm sorry i'm pronounce it i just feel like it's it's welsh or something and mm-hmm. there's probably some fucking crazy ass way to pronounce it <laughs> i guess he was in dunkirk he was he i was don't in, remember who he was, he was. The main character in dunkirk. oh he was the main dude in dunkirk mm-hmm. they all kind of look like that i believe he was young the main young and ready to get killed in war oh right just young and and, and bright-eyed and ready to just drown in yeah. like the most traumatic ways fuck you don't <laughs> dunkirk is dunkirk fucking, is good, fucking scary it's very good it's borderline horror because oh, i'm man. very afraid of drowning personally. when they're fucking hiding that hull of the ship and like Ooh, shots are coming through that's the part good. that sticks out that's to the me good shit. it's yeah. a good movie <laughs> if, you, if you brushed it off because it's like another World War 2 movie oh, I, no. I implore you go and watch it yeah it's watch very, that very also good. Hacksaw Ridge another great war movie I, we both like Hacksaw Ridge that's fucking gory even though, shit man uh, who did Was that Mel Gibson, Gibson? man <laughs> <laughs> okay Hacksaw Ridge is great speaking of Mel Gibson oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm getting sidetracked <laughs> this is a, this is becoming my own choose your own adventure oh podcast. no um um, we can here. Let's all vote to choose our own adventure for oh, a holiday coming up. It. I want to do an Easter episode of the Dead Meat Podcast where we review Passion of the Christ oh, God. because yes, it is a horror movie. It's gory as shit. Oh my God! Yeah, and you've never seen it. I have never seen it. My, my mom parents dragged my family to the theater. We were so so. I also was raised Catholic, but mm-hmm. my parents, especially my mom, felt no. We we focus on what. Jesus taught and his kindness and there's no point in 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 making ourselves feel guilty over how much he was tortured because that's what Catholicism does is it makes you feel like shit always. Holy shit, that movie. So my parents did not want to take me to go see. Oh, we were there. Oh boy. So I I I want to watch it and I think we should do an episode about it. Let us know. <laughs> Everyone's gonna want to. <laughs> or we could watch Critters too. Oh my god, that's right. That's an Easter Nick movie. <laughs> we could do that. Could do that. The choice is yours, viewer. Yeah. Let us know. Choose your own adventure. Critters two or Passion of the Christ. <laughs> With special guest Jim Caviezel. <laughs> be, is that Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? <laughs> You he get to think, choose how many times we flog him. Oh my god, he would probably think that reviewing this on a horror podcast would be so sacrilegious. <laughs> oh, is he like? Super I think into he it? is really religious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get cast to play Jesus, I feel like Didn't Defoe do it. 
That's true. <laughs> and Ted Neely, who is my Jesus, my canon Jesus, is Ted Neely. He seems like a very nice gentleman. Okay, okay Bandersnatch. Back to Bandersnatch. Yeah, Colin. Great fucking performance by Will uh, Poulter. Oh God, that we... when his eyes are melting Ew! out of his skull, holy shit. The apartment scene was my favorite. Oh. The drug trip yeah. apartment scene for sure. And the, the endings that you choose are felt the most like. Which one of us is jumping? Go on. <laughs> Which path? <laughs> Which path? Wrong path, mate. We've been talking like Colin Rittman for <laughs> like the past week. Which I just fucking love him. He's so good. I'm so sad he left Twitter because people are assholes. I know. I, we I, don't like, deserve him. What like his appearance just? I think he's I was, like, cute. Game, I'll say he's it. a game coder. That's what he looked like to me. He's a fucking game. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Game programmer. That's probably not what he looks like in real life, guys. With the short, blonde, oh, with spiky the hair. Blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it is, whatever. Do you know what Pac-Man stands for? Program and control man. I like it's... when they... <laughs> what? <laughs> Only it's not a happy ending. It's a fucking nightmare world. <laughs> I love that whole when, scene. When they're both on the out on the balcony, mm-hmm. I'm like, perhaps you'd both better come, come inside. inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, and Kitty looks like Columbia. Oh, she does. Or no, magenta. magenta, yeah. Whoa. She looks like Magenta. Whoa. Was that intentional? No. I guarantee it wasn't. <laughs> I wouldn't guarantee that, hon. You never know. That'd be so, like what? You'd have to give me some more evidence. For okay. That being um, a Rocky Horror. More anything. evidence. Let's see. It's uh, the whole movie is a wild and untamed thing. Great. Yep. Got it. That's about it. Mm hmm. <laughs> I also, okay, I went, I'll admit I went down a little rabbit hole because. I so I've I've talked before in the podcast about how I get sucked into viral marketing campaigns. I'm such a fucking sucker for them. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield, all over that shit when that came out. Dark Knight, I went out looking for stuff, real life, like scavenger hunt shit. Um, so the idea of something where I know there's shit hidden in this because there has to be. I just want to know. I want to know if there's another combination to that safe or not the safe. The uh, I'm sorry. If there's another telephone number you can call, which people theorize there is. Oh, because the I think Charlie Brooker and other people who worked on this say that there is another ending that's super hard to get to. And they haven't heard of anyone getting to it. As far as I know, that's not true. That might just be them. Fucking around, yeah. Yeah, some people have theorized that there's going to be a specific date where you can access things. Like if it's a date that corresponds to something in the story, you can then make your way to an, a scene that was unlocked just on that day or something. But I don't know. I oh, want to believe. Maybe one of the release days of the game. I don't know if they ever gave a specific date. I they know, had they a like, date for him to turn it in. Yeah, September, date I think. Was, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. maybe that. I don't know. Because, yeah, we went through... Uh, when I played, I think there was one combination in the safe that I didn't get because I did the toy one because that's him going back in time. You got one that I did. I did get when I played through JFD. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, that didn't come up at all. That didn't come up for me. I at forgot all. I even got that. Yeah, what's JFD? JFD. Um, so when you put JFD, oh, the the author of the, the author of the book, he shows up and I think he stabs uh, uh Stefan. Oh, really? Yeah, because Pax. Gave us the Pax Demon. Yeah, Who did. looks like a Crypt TV monster. It does. Yes. Yeah. Pax, Pax belongs right in the Crypt TV universe. That's right. Um, They're also, I think there was like a pop-up shop that was a fake Tucker Soft thing oh, that cool. I saw. And man, there's a little standee of Pax that is the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Because it's supposed to be the cover of the game. But... He's just drawn like he's so, he, I don't know. He just looks really proud to be there. Like, I think it's supposed to be scary, but he's standing there just like, hey. <laughs> I think he's holding like the game. <laughs> I love Pax. Pax is cool. And Pac was the uh, program and control. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so those were, those were like the safe options. And then. Oh, I and ne- toy. You could put in toy. Yeah, I said that, that's, Oh, you did. That's, that's the rabbit. Time. Yeah, the Dying Darko yep. one. Yeah. And there was, uh, I think, I know, I think we might have gone through all of them. Yeah, and then there were some endings I didn't get that had the owner of Tucker Soft. I forget his name. Oh, Tucker. Tucker. 
something yeah say fucker no i said fucker (laughs) motherfucker yeah attacker him coming over to the house to check on yes that was one i did not get i did not get that either because i think you get the same option of killing him or letting him yeah there's also one where i think kitty shows up his uh that's right so those ones i I didn't get to partly because i just i've been playing with this thing for like over two hours and i was like all right i'm good i don't because there is one weird thing with uh we do we go through it and at one point they're like Colin hasn't been seen in yes, a while. Yes, this bugs me. And this was after you maybe had him jump. But you wake up from it. But then so... you wake up from it. And then you're like, oh, did I affect reality even though like I woke up from it? But then he just appears. Uh, yeah, that's something that really bugs me. When, if when anyone has... Thucker calls you. It's Tacker. When Tacker calls you and Colin's sitting there in the background. And then depending on if you say you're going to finish it or not, Colin comes over and then you can kill him or not, which that's a really funny thing too. And Colin's just like, okay. All right. See you in the next life. Yeah. Uh, stun me first, please. Oh yeah. Which I, I, I don't know. He, maybe he just remembers from past lives. Is that hurt less? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, there, that was the one kind of continuity error question mark. Maybe just something it was that something felt that confused me. I would love to hear people's explanations of it because there um, is an ending where yeah, Kitty comes over because mm-hmm. he's dead and it's like, where is he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so the the little rabbit hole I kind of went down, and I wonder if that's why his stuffed animal's a rabbit, just like rabbit mm-hmm. hole white rabbit, and because uh, Bandersnatch is like a Lewis Carroll thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, white rabbit. He has a white rabbit. Is it in the? Animal. Is it in that one poem? Twas brillig in the snivy so. toad or whatever. Twas yeah. brillig. Yeah, the slivy toves. Mm-hmm. We did that as a warm up and acting for the screen for class in college. Toves? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. They're made up words. So I was going nuts trying to figure out what the significance of Colin Ritman's shirt was. It was driving me crazy. What it was like it? such a specific image. Um, it actually, I, I figured out through much Google, like I, I, I just went on a Google binge trying to understand. So his shirt is actually a, it's the birthday party, which is a band, uh, that Nick Cave was in, in like the eighties. I know. (laughs) And Nick Cave is awesome. Um, so yeah, he was in this band called the birthday party and, it was interesting because I was looking through and I'm like, is there anything? Is that an album cover? Like, is there some? Because it just seemed such a specific thing. And co- apparently music is really important to Colin because he asks Stefan, like, okay, what kind of music do you listen to? Or right, get a pen. I'm giving you some music recommendations. And he goes, buys he buys records later and they all do drugs. So it, music is important to this character. So they chose to have him in this specific t-shirt i don't know i just nothing feels just whatever in a black mirror episode you know so i i don't know i would love i i I had to give up at a point but it'd be cool to kind of see if there's more significance to that because i was looking at some of their old albums their first album where they weren't the birthday party they were someone else they were like credited they like changed their band name but their first album is door door which i thought was kind of creepy because the whole we have like the book in this episode look door get key or something oh yeah and there's there's literally a a bunch of their song titles just sound like things from this episode like the there's like songs about voices in your head and there's a song they have called Catman about the Catman coming to get you and there was one about like don't go in the garden. There's hands coming up from the hedges, and so which he buries his dad. Yeah. The, so I don't know, maybe, but I just thought it was an interesting coincidence, and then I had to stop. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Well, that's something. Yeah. I I now I'm, I want to go listen to some of the birthday party because I've I've listened to like Nick Cave and the Bad Seats, but I don't really know his other stuff. Yeah, I didn't realize he's been around for so long. Yeah, like that we're both wearing black while we're sitting here talking about Nick Cave. <laughs> and Black Mirror. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> I, I didn't like it when we were given a choice that both options resulted in the exact same thing. Because like we went back and uh, when he's being told that he's being controlled through Netflix or whatever, he goes to the therapist and it's like, wouldn't this have more action? And there's like, yeah, and fuck yeah. Oh, uh, and they're the same thing. Yeah, and fuck yeah, are the same. Yeah, I, I took that as it, it was kind of a joke. And yeah, whatever, it is. But. It is. Yeah, it's like cheeky bit of humor. But that was also probably my least favorite ending. Same. Like the fighting. The fight. Yeah, that kind of, I was like, all right. 
It was all right, I guess. If yeah. you liked it, that's fine. I just was kind of, because the rest of it, of this whole thing, feels so bleak. And then you yeah. get this weird, like, I don't know. It's kind of silly. I forget. I think people on Reddit were trying to suss out what the highest rating you could get for Bandersnatch. I thought five. We got five. Yeah, but also wasn't it five and he went to prison or something? Yeah, you're you're never getting a good. No, I think I yeah I think people said that the happiest ending you could get was like, you take your meds like you don't you don't not take them, uh-huh. and uh, it's like a middling review, but you don't wind up dead or in jail or killing your dad, and it's like a two point five, and mm. they're like that's about as close to a happy ending as you can get in in bandersnatch yeah it would be it would be cool if because you have that at the end of each thing i like that there's that i like that too where that's how you know you've reached the end of that path is you get a a review of your game bandersnatch yeah and i think it'd be cool if they had made it so you could get all these different endings uh and try to get one that was five stars but you weren't in jail like that'd be cool i don't know i guess i guess that's kind. I think that's the point of the the whole thing, though. Is Bandersnatch like the game is gonna drive you nuts, and mm-hmm. there's no happy ending if you're meddling with this game. And it seems like there's almost something supernatural to it. Like if you're gonna fuck with Pax and you choose to worship Pax like he does in the in the meeting, he clicks worship Pax. You're not. You're never getting a happy ending. That's kind of what I took from it. And the closest thing you can then get is you just don't exist you go back in time and die in a train crash yep so i guess yeah i might <laughs> I, I might have appreciated enjoyed it more if there were more options but that's way more work it's so yeah like, that's this the thing is, is already uh, this delayed uh the next season of yeah black mirror i believe it, it took too long I believe to make. it people also freaked out and this confused me too that so okay when you get your review of bandersnatch there's always this guy yeah. who looks like a little kid in a I suit love i love him he's, he's got great. like a yeah bow tie yeah because that guy would be the gaming expert in like the 80s yep. yeah yeah <laughs> just some kid he gives you the review of bandersnatch but in a couple timelines i just saw the one where it's someone different i don't know if it's just one or if there's more but there's a completely different dude but he seems like a reporter yes too. he is he yeah. is the he apparently um is like the culture reporter mm-hmm. versus just a games reporter but my first thought was whoa is there a universe where something i did somehow affected things so broadly that this one dude isn't hosting the show anymore <laughs> or did he like did i kill him on accident i don't know like implied ripples that aren't maybe the main focus of that plot line but happened inevitably because of some minor thing that you you did but yeah. no he's just the culture reporter i was <laughs> <laughs> i like how much that threw everyone off it, i mean this it's only been out for like a week mhm you know, I wonder how much more will be discovered and I don't know, how man. much more people will. I feel like it's already kind of passing. I never underestimate the Internet's ability to waste time on something we think everyone else is over because yeah. there's a subreddit for this where people have done things like they make him jump a bunch of times in a row and keep going back over and over and they keep making stuff and jump maybe thinking that'll trigger something i was curious about that when it would send me back uh to a certain point i did want to try choosing the same thing Mm -hmm. and see if that if i got a different thing but i just didn't want to spend the time to do that in case it was the exact same thing i just my experience it's just the same thing again i never noticed anything i think there i think i read about at least one decision early on uh when you get sent back to a certain point if you choose the same decision the characters seem to like be aware that it's uh already happened or something like that Mm. but maybe maybe that's wrong i'm not sure let us know yeah if you know. are you just thinking of the beginning where they are like i think i know you or we've met before no or is it it something, something else? i didn't experience yeah I because see. there okay. there is that but for me i love the the setup of it i think it's fun i think it'll be like a fun sub genre that exists on netflix like no way are they not going to make more of these 
Although God, I can't imagine the budget has the to be budget so high, has got to be insane. You got to film all these different takes of different scenarios. Yeah, so I don't know how viable it is to to do to a keep lot of doing these. them. Yeah, I mean they did before this have animated like for kids they did choose their own adventure and they were animated really simple Mm -hmm. so i could see them maybe trying to do more of those but i think the appeal of this one was that it was really adult um i don't know it just it's it sucks because it would be so cool to have one where you know early on decisions branch out and you can get wildly different yeah. things depend but it's but you start doing that math and it's it's a, yeah it's yeah. not possible just a few variations down that brand, but that tree and you have like a thousand branches and you can't you can't logically or practically film and make all that so yeah. i'm not sure one day you know yeah. then i just watched existence last night which is a Cronenberg movie with like yes. they're in a game, Jason, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Jude Law. Yeah. And it's like this alternate reality game, which I found really interesting in light of like stuff like this. Ooh, that's I need to rewatch that. Okay. I have seen that, but I watched it like, yeah. Yeah. It's an early, um, early example of the, these movies where it's like, what's real and what's the game and stuff like, like that. Like the game. The game. The movie, the game. What's that? That's Michael Douglas, where he's in an um, kind of augmented reality. Is that from even before that? Uh, What year was... Existence was 99. God, they might have been right around the same... The game might have been earlier. Existence is probably how you say it. Yeah, but it looks like existence, (laughs) Existence, which (laughs) sounds borderline like a a medication or something, Mm -hmm. like hair loss medication. Oh yeah, let me see when the remember game smiling Bob. Out. Yeah, I do. That guy's scary. That guy, Oops, yeah, the game, not the rapper. <laughs> yeah, the the game. He oh ninety seven, the game. Okay, came out. So yeah, interesting. Um, those early examples of these movies where it's like, what's reality? What's Are you real? in a game? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like eventually in our lifetime we'll have crazy, immersive reality games like that where. Yeah, tiny decisions will. Mm-hmm. But for now, we have uh, stuff that people have to film, and so they can't film 10,000 variations on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. I'm real curious to see what other people have to say about it. Uh, yeah. If you if you listen to this, and maybe you just listen and enjoy normally, but don't leave comments, consider leaving a you know an in-depth comment because like i've read some stuff on reddit of people's opinions yeah there but... could be stuff we totally missed I, I think you know I, I can think of a few things where there are just random things that i noticed that i didn't feel like fit anywhere in our conversation again i'll just rattle off a few things sure, now yeah. i thought it was interesting that when he goes to take acid when uh uh colin shows him how to do it he puts up two fingers mm-hmm. even though he only has a tab on one and so it's like the two like rabbit fingers Okay, you know, or like two branches of the path. two branches, and yeah, if you flip a rabbit upside down, it's the two. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, the uh, we know that the uh, the symbol in this, the like glyph, is the white bear symbol mm-hmm. from season one season or one, two. I think. Yeah, it's one of the first two seasons before Netflix started producing them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that it's was... all like this kind of weird tie-in, but yeah, I also think yeah, I have rabbit ears and um, all the songs in it. I, I noticed, and I could be wrong because I haven't watched this enough times to note this closely, but all of these songs that are you do not get to choose are all giving you commands. They're all about making so relaxed. Don't do it. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> then there's making plans for Nigel is like, I mean, that's pretty obvious. I'm trying to think which other ones. I don't know. But the one the ones you do pick like that your rhythmic song we got when you pick the now compilation is all <laughs> yeah. about I feel and I want. So I think it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see if that holds up. If all the songs that you pick in each timeline are all songs about I want or from first person where it's about your oh. desires and what you want versus songs that you're not picking that are just in the film are all about telling someone else to do something or are about telling someone to do something. I don't know. That's my little. How do you get the the code, the audio code for the game? How do we wind up on that? Oh, that's... One that sounds like a modem. Connecting? It's if you watch after the credits. 
I do not understand how this technology works. Yeah. It's a sound that sounds like a dial-up noise that you, apparently, if you put into a, it's like a VX Spectrum, I think is what it's called. I would look at the Wikipedia that I printed out, but Lucy's sitting on it. Um, I guess if you, somehow, you load that into that old gaming system and you get nosedive, the game that Colin how was working on. How the fuck can a system I don't. translate sounds into a game and how the fucking people figure out a way to make a system that can translate sounds into games. It's How do rec- vinyl records have how do, ridges? How and do computers how work, do computer, man? How Just do magnets electricity work? jumping from transistor to transistor result in subnautica like what the fuck i know it's crazy yeah that's why we host a podcast because i don't because uh, we can't do any of that i can't shit. work computers <laughs> I, I could not it, oh my god if you asked me to explain how a computer worked i i don't think i could yeah and i want to be able to say like oh i i love how the dad was like this misunderstood guy but i can't because there's <gasps> oh, all the different that realities was another thing that i thought would be fun to mention before we we go is you had such a, a different experience with the dad character than i did mm. because the bill lumberg looking dad bill lumberg for sure <laughs> yeah he was like weird british gary cole yeah um when i played through the first time i put packs p-a-c-s into the safe or just p-a-c pack or pack yeah. into the safe and and got that whole storyline where his dad's not really his dad and is monitoring him uh, before I ever got the option to murder him. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got into that part, I'm like, fuck yeah, I killed him. Like, you know, I, I hit him over the head with that ashtray and I felt great. <laughs> but watching you watch it, you did not get to... The, like, as far as you know, the dad was like a perfectly fine guy. And so you got yeah, the option to I murder him. him yeah, you still did. But it was it was interesting how different that made me feel you know so i think that that's like a big thing about this i think is interesting is you have such a different emotional experience depending on what order you play stuff in and that can also play into people's arguments of whether or not this counts as a film versus a game because a movie's supposed to be a shared experience right uh, that's why a lot of supposed to be that's why a lot quotes. of people and i think it's it's a silly argument but a, a lot of people argue that games can't be art because it's that your experience is so you know it's not the shared experience you know mm-hmm. it's not one vision that you're that everyone is experiencing the same way yeah and i think that that applies here where everyone's having a different experience i don't think that makes it not art but it's it's interesting to think about like what are the ramifications of that as a creative you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely a fun experiment yeah. at the very least yeah uh, and a fun experience yeah and it came out uh it, what it came out december 28th mm-hmm. i don't know why it didn't come out a week earlier for the really hit that break like bird box did I don't know. It was uh, it was a fun thing to do over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Now that you did that while I was gone, yeah, I I Florida. fucked around with this thing for two hours and then called <laughs> it quits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been. Uh, it also would have been more satisfying to me if I could jump back to, to where you wanted to where I wanted. So that like, because when I got the option to hit my dad or not. I did just to see what happened and I wanted to go back and see what happened if I didn't, Mm -hmm. but I never got the option to go back to that choice. Mm -hmm. And so I never saw the ending that happened. I'm not sure exactly what happens if you choose not to like hit him. And so it'd be nice to just be given that choice. Maybe just with like a, I mean, games have this all the time for like research and tech like Civ and they give you the the technology tree. tree. Just give me one of those where I can go back and choose what decision uh i want to go back to and and maybe make a different one yeah lucy says it's time to be done oh okay lucy i'm sorry she says she wants attention now (laughs) she's sitting on my notes she says no more so next week will be a something episode it'll be a something i think i have an idea for something i want to do but i need to start researching to see if it's feasible or not okay yeah, uh, Lucy, don't fuck with our sound. Oh record, God, please. yeah, please don't. Hey, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet, you should check out D and D and D. It's the other podcast that we're on, mm-hmm. and we just recorded an episode earlier today. We're in our second season now, but it's easy to catch up. You can either listen to all of season one or this nice little two-hour recap that uh, Joel did. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, longtime listeners and fans of ours will recognize all the voices in it because it's uh, run by James Gressel, Practical Folks, and uh, the other performers are Joel, another Practical Folk, and then Beth and Mike. Mm-hmm. And Beth uh, designed the logo for Dead Meat, and we just work with them all the time. So Yeah. Yeah. That like, and uh, also... If you are looking for just a ran- you know random horror movie to watch, if you want to see what's available online right now, check out Cherokee Creek. A uh, friend of the show, John Masari, composed that's it. That's right. Um, directed by Todd Jenkins. It's it's online now. Banned from Amazon. <laughs> what? Yeah. Holy fuck! I watched it and I guess I could see why it's banned. There's equal opportunity nudity. I was about to say you said they hung they hung dong in it, right? Yeah, they do. Well, there yep. you go then. Frontal dong in that movie which you know what uh and i believe yeah it's the director too who's naked in it really so i you know what if you're gonna have naked actresses in your movie you can get you can naked too why not (laughs) then it's like a fun party for everyone you know the starship troopers it's the starship yeah it's the paul verhoeven method of nudity (laughs) directing which i appreciate um yeah it's a movie about bigfoot if you're into bigfoot Mm. that's uh you can get it like anywhere else just amazon for some reason said no weird yeah interesting yeah so if you want to watch a banned movie you can go to itunes (laughs) or anywhere else and check it out yeah uh, and we'll be here next week with another episode. You can follow social media stuff at Dead Me James on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Carebeck, C-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, com store is back up. That's right. We have pins and we're going to have more stuff coming soon. But right now we do have the shirts uh, yep. with the logo and the final girl. And then we have hoodies we have and hats hoodies and with hats. the logo. I will say hoodies take a little bit longer than everything else to ship out, just so you're aware. Yeah. If you had ordered something previously when we ran the store out of the apartment, uh, the new function of the store, or the new like way the store works, it might take a little bit longer they're, than they're before. they're made to order. Yeah. So um, when you order it now, they have to make it, whereas previously- It still only takes a few days. Yeah. I think I think over break- it took a lot longer just because it was the holidays. I'm sure they had less stuff, staff yeah. and yeah, really high volume. But remember, it's not it's not Amazon. You don't get it. You don't get immediately. it. Yeah, that's Same not how day. most things work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. So thanks for listening, and we'll be here next week. Yes. And uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, welcome to 2019. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.